Glory, glory, glory. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Won't you be mine? Won't you be mine? I've always wanted a neighbor. Thanks, Alex, for letting me tell him that. Yes. Because I have to live again. When you're going to get him back to the home. You know, they said he could come back to the home anytime, but I'm thinking soon. Yeah, you still love me, honey. <laughs> you didn't know you had Mr. Rogers here today, did you? You have your bike. Well, his actually zipped up, mine did. So, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up to First Samuel, chapter twenty-three, and we're going to go uh, verses one through five. So when you get there, say amen. 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 Glory to God. Let's read and we'll pray. Then they told David, saying, Behold, the Philistines fight against Keilah, and they rob the threshing floors. Therefore David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go smite these Philistines? And the Lord said unto David, Go and smite the Philistines and save Keilah. And David's men said unto him, Behold, we be afraid here in Judah. How much more then if we come to Keilah against the armies of the Philistines? Then David acquired of the Lord yet again. And the Lord answered him and said, Arise, go down to Keilah, for I will deliver the Philistines into thine hand. So David and his men went to Keilah and fought the, with the Philistines and brought away their cattle and smote them with a great slaughter. So David saved the inhabitants of Keilah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, we praise you, we give you glory. Father God, open the hearts and the ears and the eyes of the people today of your word, Lord. Let your word speak forth this morning. Speak to the hearts of what you want them to hear today, Father God. We just give you the glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children says, Amen. 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 The title of this sermon is called Ask God. Huh? Uh, First Samuel. Chapter 23, verses 1 through 5. You're welcome. How many times have we jumped in and made a decision that uh, we found out wasn't any good? Anybody can say that? I know I sure can. I'm sure many of us have made these decisions in our lives that we've made and really really wasn't what we needed at the time mm-hmm. that we but the thing is we need to think uh, we need to start asking God for what we need to do yes and uh, when we don't ask God we, we, we get ourselves in trouble when we don't it's like the guy that asked for uh, asked God for the road he goes I I want to ask him what he would like and he said I want to a road to go to Hawaii because I don't like planes and I don't like boats. And so he said, well, with all the road construction and everything going on and the prices there and everything, he said, that's just going to be too too expensive. So he goes, anything else you would like? He goes, well, I'd like to be able to understand my wife, what she's thinking. And God said, would you like that a two-lane or a four-lane? 
So that really goes to show the matter. What, what is it that we can ask God for? For there are three things we want to look at today from these scriptures that we need to ask ourselves before we're making these choices. And for one, praying before any choice needs to be made. So before any choice that we make, we need to pray to God and ask the direction on these choices. And we, we need to make sure that we pray every choice in our lifetime. What we're going to do in high school and what college we're going to go to, uh, about getting married. These are all important choices that we need to make. And it's just not a, a one-time decision on some of them. Others, we need to make, make sure that God's involved in our decision-making. Because about what kind of car we're going to drive. About the house we're going to uh, be living in. And these are all choices. We need to pray and seek God on all these choices. It doesn't matter how small or little the choice is. You need to ask God because sometimes the small choices ain't, ain't even what God wants for us. And if we don't see God when we're making these choices at all, we're putting ourselves in front. Our choices will actually affect where we're going to go with our walk, even what we're going to do with in our lives. Biblically, we are told to seek God. Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing, or be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. So, Philippians 4, 6. So, we, we need to make these... Uh, make God a part in our life to make these decisions. Like I said, it doesn't matter how big or how small, God needs to be in every point that we take. He needs to be the center of our life, and He needs to help us and guide us on our walk that we're going with. Amen? And no matter how big or small something is, God wants to hear from us. When we get in a bind or a mess, God can solve that problem for us. Yes. Thing is, it might not be the way we want it solved, mm -hmm. but it's going to be the correct way. Mm -hmm. It might not be the way that we want want it to turn out, but it's the correct way. Yes. Because we got to remember what God said to Jeremiah. He says, "For 
or is it Isaiah? But he said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways. For my th thoughts are higher than your thoughts, and my ways higher than yours. Mm -hmm. So our infinite mind can't take all of the knowledge that God has for us, mm -hmm. because it would basically bust. He's got so much knowledge, and he knows so much more than we do. And the thing is, it could be something that he guides us for right away or something that he wants you to work over a period of time. Some things God, God wants you to do right now. He wants you to accomplish it right now. And, he, and with his help, he will. But there's other things like maybe ministry or uh, being married or what college you're going to want to go to. God will guide you through these choices. Yes. And they will happen over periods of time. Yeah. I waited till I was in my late 20s before I decided to go back to school. That was a mistake. But God knew what he was doing. For I wasn't ready at the time. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Cast all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. See, right there, God wants us to cast all what is on our mind. He knows what we're thinking. And he wants us to he wants us to let him help us. See, God cares enough for you that he wants to hear from you. He knows what you're going through before you go through it, but he still wants to hear from you. He knows what everybody's thinking, but he still wants to hear from you. People have asked, uh, well, if God already knows what what I'm, I'm doing or what I'm going through, why does why do I why should I tell him? Because it's a part of our, the relationship. Prayer is a part of our relationship with God. Amen. We we need to continue to walk with Him. Yes. We need to build up that relationship. It's just like let's say Steve here. I'm sorry, Steve. I'm going to pick on you for a minute. But it would be like Steve being married married to his wife and then not talk to her. Mm. What kind of relationship is that? That's right. It would be a poor one. But that's the thing is with God. If we don't talk to God in our prayer life, and he, we have no relationship with Him. Because right. He wants to hear it from us. And it's a, it is part of our prayer. Uh, it's part of our relationship with God. He wants that with us. Yes. He loves us enough that He's not going to turn us away. Remember, the Word says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And we want to build that relationship with God. We want to be so close that we can hear His heart beat, feel the, the breath of Him. Be able to know wherever we're going that He's always with us. And that He speaks to us, even through His Word. And praying to Him that builds up a bond that no man can break, which is Romans 8, 38 and 39. So when you get there, say amen. <coughs> and this is uh, one of the letters that Paul wrote to the Roman church. And we know how he wrote most of the New Testament. Amen? amen. So we all there? Amen. Uh, amen. Romans 8, verses 38 and 39. So uh, it says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor, nor principalities, nor...
powers, nor things to come. Present, nor things to come. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Glory to God. Nothing can separate us from this love. No man, no beast, no Satan has no power to separate us from the love of God. He's got us in the hand of his palm, the palm of his hand. He's got us that no man can pluck out. That should that should that wouldn't get a Baptist to shout. I'm sorry, but he 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 will take us and lead us. Nobody is going to take us. Nothing can stop us from having that walk with God. If we, the only one that can make us step away from our faith is ourselves. Right. Nothing that we can ever do make us lose our lose our walk or lose our our Christian walk with God is if we do it ourselves. When we say that I'm done and walk away, we've walked away from God. And he's not a respecter of persons, so he will let us, he give us the free will choice to do what we feel fit. He's not going to pressure us in anything that we do in our lives because he didn't want to make robots. So, and the thing is, we shouldn't use prayer as a last resort. I know I've been bad about it myself before, but we think that, oh, well, I'm going to do this and this and this and this, and then I'm going to use my prayer prayer as a last resort. It shouldn't be made as a last resort. It should be the only resort. Because God is the center of our life. Without Him, we can't go to our next level. God has different things for us that we need to do for Him and He will lead us and guide us through all these steps. And with with being a prayer as a last resort, it it should be our only resort. And it should be above everything else that we do. Mm-hmm. Everything that we do, we need to seek God. Mm-hmm. Everything. Even the small things. Mm-hmm. Because the prayer will also change the outcome of a situation. So whatever situation that you're going through, prayer will change the condition of that situation. It doesn't necessarily mean it will change the situation, but it will change the condition of that situation. Yes, sir. You know, I mean... Everyone's different. Mm-hmm. He's created us all different. Mm-hmm. Different minds. Right. Uh, you think this might be crazy, but there's some flowers that I have mm-hmm. that there's a certain time you transplant them. Mm-hmm. If not, you'll drown the roots or you'll cause them to dry out. Or, so... thing is, prayer won't change necessarily their situation, but it will change the condition of the situation. Mm-hmm. Again, it goes back to uh, it goes back to uh,
go back to basically where God's in control. Mm-hmm. It's his choice where we were, where we're going to go. And we need to seek him. And glory to God, the prayer will make a miserable situation easier to go through. How many of us have ever been in a pretty bad situation in our lives? I know I sure can. I think that's pretty much everybody except for Steve. He's laughing. He's our little perfect I'm just going to stay in my happy place. (laughs) We haven't got there yet. Yeah. I'm a Christian. I'm still under construction. There you go. But he'll change the situations, the miserable situations that make it easier for us to go through. That's why it's important that we cast all our cares upon him. Because there's some situations that I can't go through without you. And that's every situation. Because I guarantee if it wasn't for God and my praying hand, I wouldn't be here today. We all got somebody that's been praying for us for years. We all have someone that has inspired us. That's true too. So it... Just remember, prayer will get you through that hard situation that we go through. Yes. Now next, we're going to be listening to what God God says. How many of us have a hard time wanting to hear from God? Yeah, that, that patience is a virtue. It's important that we listen for His voice. And it could come either way. It could come through the Word, by reading His Word. It could come up through an audible voice. It could come through the sermon. It could come through the Sunday school lesson. It could come through another person. But we need to take, make sure that we're listening for, to his voice, and we need to take the time and listen to God. How many of us think that we're too busy to listen to God a lot of times? Anybody? Who, who, who's been in that position where... How about you, Pastor Norfolk? Have you ever been in a position where you think that you, you're too busy to listen to God? I, I think we all can. Sometimes there's too much background noise. Yeah, that's true. Everything going on, everything going on around us, too much background. That's that's true. But that's right. We need to take that time out. See, God, God gives us everything, and He's only asking ten percent. Everything that we have. Our spouses, our cars, our house, our kids, even this building that we're in right now. Just remember, it's just a building. But God gave it to us. He can also take it away. Jeremy, I found for me, Mm -hmm. I can't vouch for no one else in the room, but for me, I have to do a routine. Mm -hmm. Every day. been there but we need to make that time so even the 10% that God asked from us that can also be our time yeah 
which is actually 24 hours in a day. So he's just wanting two hours and 40 minutes to spend with him. How many of us got two hours and 40 minutes in a day to spend with God? I know I should do. Uh -huh. We all should. Because he gave us eight periods. There's eight, eight hours of sleep, which I don't get. Nope. There's eight hours of work, which I get, sometimes feels more. And there's eight hours of relaxation or spending time. So you, you have plenty of time. It's just, we need to always be listening for God to speak to us. He's speaking to us right now. In his word, he's speaking to us. He speaks to us when we get up. Sometimes it might be in a little creature that likes to sit outside the window and think that he's on a surfboard. We had one, we called him Hammy. But whatever, no matter what situation you were going through, it'd make you laugh. Because God knows what you're going through. And he's speaking to you. Then I just make you laugh with that little squirrel. He'll speak to us no matter what. And we also need to take that special time in our day, like Julie was just saying, just to him. That means just listening to him with all the distractions, like cell phones, kids, TV. Anything of that nature. Yep, cell phones, I already said that one. <laughs> These are all distractions that we think that we have to be on all the time. I know I'm just as guilty as everybody else. But we need to put those things aside, shut the ringer off, and just spend time alone with God in His Word. Because He wants that. He might have something great for you at that moment. In that moment that you decide I'm going to be on my phone or, or I, I'm going to watch some special football game or whatever, that we're missing out on God. And I'm not saying God doesn't like football. He, he's a Vikings fan and an Iowa State fan. So sorry for all you other fans out there. Huh? You got one right. Yeah, I got both right. But anyway, because, you know, you know, see, God created the world in seven days. And on the eighth day, he said, he created Iowa State and said it was great. So yeah. There we go. <laughs> All right. Enough of that. But he may even be speaking to us in his word. Mm -hmm. For all the answers that we need are in there. Mm -hmm. Every answer we need is in this. Mm -hmm. Right? You know, they say they have an app for everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to tell them, I said, I got a book for everything right here. Mm -hmm. If you have going through some depression, right in here. If you need a financial breakthrough, it's right in here. If you need that healing, it's right in here. Amen. Need salvation? It's in here. See, everything that we have that we need in our lives is in here. Yes. Too bad our government can't figure that out. This is all the answers. Yeah. This has all of our answers. Anything that we need, God will provide for us. Because Paul did say, God will supply all my needs to his riches and glory. Yes. He knows our needs, but we got to remember it's to his riches and glory. Mm. He's just not going to give it out to somebody who's going to use it for their own being. Right. When he gives us, we need to make sure, how are we going to glorify God? How are we going to get him the glory? Because the glory doesn't belong to us, and it never has, but it's always belonged to God. 
He wants us to be worshiping Him, to praise Him in everything of our lives. When we get up, we need to praise God. Amen? Amen. We need to worship God. Because when we got, He's the one that woke us up. He's the one that opened our eyes. We have breath in our lungs because of Him. In Genesis, He said, He breathed life into Adam. That's pneuma. He breathed that life into us. That very breath that we're breathing right now comes from God. Does it come from the air or anything? It came from God because God created all things. Glory. Yes. Yes. God will speak to us wherever we're at, at any time. Sometimes in the awkward positions. But so we always need to be listening to His voice. He can be sitting talking to you while you're trying to sleep. Mm-hmm. He might... Said to talk to you while you're in the shower. Yep. In the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Going down the road. So it's important that we always have our ears opened up to hear what God has for us. God will speak to us sometimes when we don't expect it. And then when we want him to speak, he's not. But that, there's a reason for that. Just remember, the t- teacher is always silent during the test. Because when, when we're not hearing from them, sometimes it's on us. Other times it's because God's sending us through a test to make sure that we're going to come through it to pass that test so we can go take us to our next level. See, it goes from level to level, from faith to faith. It keep, continues to grow our faith. It will help us to get where we need to be. Because I know I'm not where I used to be, but I... Oh, where I'm supposed to be, but I'm glad I'm not where I used to be. Right. He took right. me out of the oven and pulled me through. Mm-hmm. And someday I'm going to be up in heaven and I'm going to hear those words, Well done, my good and faithful servant. And as Christians, we should know the voice of God. We should know His voice. Because John 10.14 says, I am the good shepherd and my sheep know my voice. We should know, as, as being followers of God and followers of Christ, we should know the voice of God. We should know when he speaks to us. When It's like a kid, when you tell a kid to not to get in the candy, the candy jar, the cookie jar, how they would always try. And we tell them no. But not always they listen. That would be like, God's saying, knows that you're speaking. And God tells you not to speak. But you don't listen to that voice? The thing is, we, we need to make sure, we know that voice of God. We know right from wrong, because we were built that way. God created us that way, that we know right from wrong. Because we are created in His image, and we've got the mind of Christ. Amen? I like what Bishop T.D. Jake says, says about listening to God. It says, we must keep our focus and attended to God's voice in your life. And he often speaks to our hearts and instructs us on our journey down his path. Mm-hmm. It's down his path. We didn't design this path. God designed the path for us and he wants us to go down it. It's like the when he talks about the Straight is the gate and narrow is the way. A lot of the people are taking that straight path. 
that's not the path that we should take. Because it's going to seem like easy going, and God never said our walk was going to be ever easy. We're going to have some bumps and hills along our walk. Those are called trials and tribulations that we're going to go through. But glory to God that Jesus said that He, you can overcome the world because I have overcome the world. Amen. So there, there's no reason that we should get frustrated because something decides to get in our path. Jesus said that we are mountain movers. If you just speak to that mountain, then it will move. That's the problem. We, we don't speak to our situations that we're going through. And that's again, that's because God spoke to us. In His Word, if we listen. When we speak to the mountain, it will move. It won't be there. That problem or situation that you're ever going through, it's going to be removed because you have faith in God and you spoke to it by faith. Amen? By listening to His voice, He will help us overcome the battles in our life. Sometimes we don't Listen to God well enough to overcome our battles. How many of us here had a battle sometime in the near future? This past week? Yeah. I think we all can. But you know, when we listen to the God's voice, we pray and we read His Word, He's going to overcome these battles for us. Because he's, he's got you right where He wants you. Where you need to be at that moment. He will lead you through the battle. We are overcomers. Like that song, Victory in Jesus. That's where our victory is. What Jesus Christ did on the cross. If there would have been one little ounce of sin in Jesus, the cross would have been in vain. Yeah, I know a lot of people say about the resurrection, and don't get me wrong, that, that's important. But it boils down to the cross. Mm-hmm. If there would have been one ounce of sin, wouldn't have mattered if he were resurrected or anything, that would have been his vein. Our belief in him would have been in vain. Mm-hmm. Because he had to be sinless. Amen? Mm-hmm. Next is obeying what, te- what God tells us. How many of us obeyed our parents 100% when we were kids? Anybody? Anybody? Sure, we all did. Yeah, I, I got a lot of spankings. Okay. And <coughs> God likes to spank us too when we don't obey His oh, voice. My. I don't know about you, but I know I've been behind the woodshed before. Mm-hmm. And it don't feel good because God's going to win anyway. Amen? Mm-hmm. I like this saying that I heard. Don't ask for things you're not willing to move your feet for when God tells you to. Yeah, sometimes we ask God to, for something, but we, we keep our feet planted right here. Mm-hmm. And we want to be to the next step. Or we want to go somewhere. And God's telling you how to do it. But you're still here. We're not moving. And God's saying, go. I've given you the word. I give you the things that you need and go, but we're still staying. So it's one of those things, be careful what you ask for because 
You might just get it. And when, when we ask God to do something, we need to do it expecting. Expecting God to move. When we come to church, we need to expect God to have his way here in service. We should come with an expectation. Because God wants to show up and show out. He wants to really move. So when God tells it's time, it's, then it's the right time. For God is never early. He's never late, but he's always on time. Amen. Yes. Glory yes. to God. Sometimes we just, we got to be patient. Like my wife said, sometimes we don't have the patience. Mm-hmm. And then they also heard that saying that uh, patience is a virtue. Or you never want to ask God for patience. Because he always gives you more to worry, or more. Yeah, that's true. More of a test. Yeah. So, but we also need to be content with what we got, too. Yes. Because God just don't give everything out to everybody that he thinks that he ain't going to do what, what will give him the glory. I had to be patient until I could have my wife, the right wife. I, I've made other choices before. That's the best one that God gave me. And if I would have just been patient long enough, Oh, we got cookies at home. <laughs> so we need to obey what God tells for us. For he won't ever steer you in the wrong direction. Sometimes we wonder how are we able to get through this. But if you lean on God, you're going to get through it. And somebody's phone's going. It's Jesus. Tell him I'll get back to him later. <laughs> but we need to learn to lean on God because in Proverbs it says, trust in the Lord with all the with all thine heart and lean on God and acknowledge him and he shall understand. He will direct thy paths. So when we trust him and lean on him, like that song, leaning, leaning. So, when we lean on Him, we can get through our walk. We will get to where we need to be. Glory to God. The thing is, what if Joshua would have not obeyed the voice of God? Have we ever thought of that? What if Joshua decided not to do what God said? Would he would have had the victory over Jericho? We can look back at uh, Moses. He didn't obey the voice of God. And what happened to him? Moses got mad. Yes, he did. Then he hit the rock. That's right, when he was supposed to speak to the rock. And he was the one that was supposed to take the children of Israel into the promised land. But he since he didn't obey the voice of God, he only got to see. So, when we don't obey God's voice, it will cost us some things in our life. I was just told here, I've been told this before, but I just was brought to my attention again the last couple of weeks of my Bible school. Uh, 
One wrong choice that you make could cost you 10 years in your ministry. So that's why it's important for people who are in the ministry that we need to make sure that we, we are listening to God's voice. Because right now, I'm telling you, we don't got 10 years to make any more mistakes to wait. Because he could come at any moment. Boy, I will tell you, I'm ready. See, God will tell us who we're supposed to marry, when to buy a car, or even on jobs. But it's our job to obey when God tells us. That's the thing. I think sometimes we want to jump ahead of the gun before God's actually told us. We think, oh yeah, I, I, I've heard from God. I'm, I, I know this is what I'm supposed to do. But it was out of our own flesh because we see something out of excitement. Anybody ever been excited over something that they think that they when they see it? Like maybe a Lamborghini or a Corvette or a big old house. That's the thing. We get excitement over things that just really we're like kids in candy stores. I know when I go to a Christian bookstore, I'm like a kid in a candy store. I go in for two things and I come out with over $200 worth. But the thing is, we need to listen on God's voice. When He tells us. Because when we not obey God's voice, it will actually also have negative effects on our life. When not obeying God's voice, would actually, can it even actually affect our health? Because sin, I'm not saying all sin, and I'm not saying all health issues are are because of sin. That sin can actually make us have health issues. Did you know worry is probably one of the worst causes of a lot of our health issues? Did you know it's a sin? Because when you worry, you're you're telling God, I don't trust you enough. That I'm going to do this on my own. God spoke this world into existence. Mm -hmm. I think he can handle a little bump in the road. He tells the sun to come up, it comes up. He tells the moon to come up, it comes up. Our little minor little things we don't need to be worried about because God's got it. Right. If we if we look at what Peter did when he walked out on the water with Jesus where was his eyes focused at? On Jesus. That's right. That's right. That's where I was getting to. When we take our eyes off of Jesus, we sink. We come into a pit where we can't get out of it. God, but Jesus has always been there. And he pulls us out of that pit. Some people say, well, I want Jesus to be my co-pilot. I'm not getting in that plane if you want him to be your co-pilot because he's my pilot. He's yes. going to take me. Yes. Like the poem, Footprints in the Sand. I don't know if anybody's ever uh -huh. seen that poem. That's one of my favorite poems. When he was walking, he seen two footprints. Yeah. He was talking to Jesus. And when he well, and back, he goes, when there was only one footprint, where were you? He goes, because during those tough times, I was carrying him. Yes. He will carry us to where we need to go. Yes. We as Christians are, are commanded to obey what he says, which is in Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 23. So let me get there. 
And when you get there, say amen. Because I'm there. Amen. See y'all there? But this thing commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you shall be my people. And walk ye in the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well unto you. So when we obey the voice of God, do what He commands us, He will be our God. And He will and we will be His people. When we accept Christ, we are His children. But we have to have people in our lives to help help us be able to learn, to take us to a next level. That's why God's put people in our lives. That's a, another way of God speaking to us. We look at Moses and see that he didn't obey the voice of God. So he didn't go get to go over the promised land. But I'm pretty sure he's in the promised land now. But he had to see it from a mountain. See, a lot of, a lot of generations didn't get to go to the promised land because they were mumbling and grumbling. Mm-hmm. How many of us have ever mumbled and grumbled towards God? Never. I see about three people. Three honest people. I know, because... I've mumbled and grumbled towards God. Why I haven't gotten... I mumbled this morning. I come in, first, first thing he says to me, go in and make coffee. Uh, put the coffee in there, and it perked, and I didn't see no coffee, so I poured it out and restarted. So I did it again, and then Steve comes in, he says, just, you know, chill. Be patient. It, it'll be all right. So... You know, I let it perk like it should perk, and then it was coffee. Yeah, we well, the children of Israel it cost them because yes. they mumbled and groaned. I don't know, but about you guys, but if I had shoes that lasted for forty years without any wear and tear, you think I'd be grumbling to God? I'd be happy to have shoes that can last more than six months. Oh, I don't walk that much. So, but when we don't obey what He is telling us, we are saying that we know better than God. So when God tells us to do something and we don't do it, we are telling God that I know better than you. I know I don't know better than God. I know He knows the best. So we, we do so many things each day that are good. We are obeying God. He's guiding us each step that we take. When we are listening to God, we are doing a lot of good things. He's telling us where to turn, where to go. When we praise Him. Look what happened in verse 24. Yet they did not obey. Obey or claim their ear, but follow the counsels and dictates of their evil hearts. And, and went backward. backward and not forward. Exactly. That's what we get when we don't obey the voice of God. You were just talking about you know, want guidance from the Lord to go forward. Yeah. But if you don't listen to it. That's right. That's right. When we don't listen to the voice of God, we're not going to go forward. 
we're going to do the opposite. So are you taking the time of what God tells you to do? Are you, or are you trying to solve everything yourself? Nobody's ever tried that, have they? We try to solve our own issues. I'm going to tell you right now, that don't work. So we, we need to take the time to pray and listen and obey what God's peace and have a fruitful life. Because we do have to uh, get the fruit of the gifts, like love, peace, joy, Patience. But here, here, here's a story I want to tell you. There was a guy that ran a stop sign. Cop pulls him over. He said, you know you ran that stop sign back there. He goes, well, I slowed down. So the guy takes that. The cop takes out his baton and starts hitting him. He goes, do you want me to slow down or stop? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we need to slow down our own way, our own walk, to be able to listen to what God's saying. We need to stop. Take that time and stop. We need to take that time and stop and thank God for what He's done. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's all I have for you today. Thank you.